Should I be a speaker or should I be a consultant? What's the difference? The real question is, how can I make the most money? <laughs> Let's talk about it. Welcome back to the show. It's episode 23, and I can assure you it will be power packed. It'll be power packed today because my guest is going to bring you crazy value. I'm sure of it. But before we begin the show, I just wanted to remind you to grab episode 22. Sonara Sewell shared with you how you can be heard, and she spoke through the lens of of human resources, but the principles apply to you in many industries. So head over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Spotify to download the episode, listen to it, and leave a review. That's how the show gets shared with more ears and eyes. We need you people to make this thing grow. Let's make this thing grow together. I want to share with you a quick resource. My guest today has a book, and I want you to go grab it. It's called Three Score and More, Applying the Assets of Maturity, Wisdom, and Experience for Personal and Professional Success. It's on Amazon, and I'll make sure that the, links, the link is in the show notes for you. Again, the book is Three Score and More, Applying the Assets of Maturity, Wisdom, and Experience for Personal and Professional Success. And it's by my guest today, Alan Weiss. Hey, I let the cat out of the bag, so let's jump into the show. Alan Weiss is a member of the National Speakers Association Professional Speakers Hall of Fame, a man who Marshall Goldsmith has called the finest entrepreneurial coach in the world. He's published more than 60 books, and his bestseller, Million Dollar Consulting, is now in its fifth edition. As I just mentioned, his latest book is called Three Score and More, Applying the, Applying the Assets of Maturity, Wisdom, and Experience for Personal and Professional Success. Hey, Alan Weiss has got a story. Let's tell it. Alan, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Robert. I could just listen to you forever. <laughs> well, I don't want you to listen to me. I'd rather them listen to you because you're the one with the gold nuggets, my friend. So let's give it to them. How about that? Okay. All right. So listen, I've just read all of these things about you. You've got more than 60 books. You've got two more that, that are on the way, and I'm sure you've got more coming. How are you able to produce so much content? Well, I just signed a, another contract for a, a new book called Fearlessness, which will be out next year. I have a lot of content because uh, I'm fearless. I, I write, I speak, I put things out there. I don't second guess. I don't self-edit. Uh, my feeling is I'm doing people a service. If people don't like it or disagree, that's fine. I don't care. I'm not looking for affection. I'm looking for respect. You know, I have a dog. Fine. <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't hesitate. And I write rapidly uh, yeah. because I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, constantly trying to seek out the perfect way to do things. Wow, that's amazing. I looked at your website and I saw your blog and people kind of think about blogs as this thing where you go and you pour five, six hundred words, a thousand words in and pour all of this information into it. And I looked at yours and some of them are two, three lines, just some pithy thought that you had that day. Tell me what 
caused you to choose to just share information in that quick way? Well, I have two blogs, a public one, uh, which is on my site, alanweiss.com, and then the private one, just for my community around the world. And I post on each one each day. And yeah. as, you, as you say, some of them are just a few words or a couple of sentences. Some are longer. The shorter ones, my, my community calls Alanisms. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I might talk about what's irritating me at the moment or what I think can help people. But, you know, the, our, our capability to convey useful information in a short amount of words is really vital. And most people are prolix. They're verbose. They talk too much. Right. And the ability to tell people what they need to hear and not everything you know is a distinction of people who are truly experts. Wow. So I want to ask a little bit about your, your journey. So you're here now, and you just mentioned in the green room earlier that you're going to be in my area doing a, con- a convention, an event soon. When you started out in, in the industry, did, how did you know where you were headed? Did you know you were always going to end up where you are now? Oh, hell no. I mean, nobody majors in this in school. If somebody told me I'd be living this lifestyle when I yeah. was young, you know, I'd be saying, you know, where's the line for the LSD, right? Because who, who, whoever believed you could live like this? I am the American dream, you know? Wow. I grew up poor, uh, very poor. My parents used to fight over $40 in rent money and where to get it from. Uh, I entered this profession in the 70s in a training firm in Princeton. And I thought, well, you know, I could never train as well as some of these people. Oh, my God, it's so impressive. And 11 years later, you know, I was number two person only to the owner. I left to become president of a consulting firm in Rhode Island. It was how I got up here. And I got fired in in 15, 18 months. And I said, that's it. No moron will ever fire me again. I went out on my own in 85. And I I realized two things. Number one is this is a relationship business. Mm -hmm. It's all about marketing and relationships. And the second is I would never, ever, ever charge for a time unit or a head in a classroom or a book or a set of materials. I would only charge for value. And those two materials saved my life. Uh, those two decisions saved my life. And here I am. So let's explore that just a little bit more because a lot of business owners, I, I remember when I first got into business, one of the questions I would be always asked was, what's your hourly rate? And well, you're saying, oh my gosh, you're not charging per unit. You're charging for value. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, if you charge by an hour or a day, you're an amateur. And the problem is there's an ethical conflict. The client is best served by a quick resolution to his or her issues. The, the consultant is only best served if they're there for a long time, if you charge them by time units. So my feeling is, if I can solve your issue in five minutes, I've given you a great amount of value. But you have to have the self-esteem and the ability to convey that, to educate the client about that, and not say you need McKinsey coming in here with 500 people for three months just to learn your business. And that's what I did. And I, once I convinced Merck and Hewlett Packard, and I was working for firms of that ilk, you know, uh, Citibank and so on. After that, it was magic. Wow. So you mentioned the term that is a little bit nebulous for some people, the word consultant, right? And so you're, you're a member of the National Speakers Hall of Fame, and a lot of speakers tend to stay away from that term consultant. Why should speakers add that to what well, they let me, do? Let me point out, I'm also a member of the Institute of Management Consultants. Okay. And I'm- only two people in history who is in the Hall of Fame of the Speakers and a fellow in the Institute of Management Consultants. There's only two of us ever. Wow. Uh, and speakers are really poor marketers. They're terrible marketers, by and large. Uh, and I don't care where speakers go, but this notion that you have to specialize or die is absolutely ridiculous. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, you know? New Hampshire has a license plate, live free or die. And I'm thinking, isn't there a middle ground here, you know? So yeah. my feeling is you generalize and thrive. And speakers have to realize that what they have is expertise. They don't have a speech. 
They have expertise, right. and the expertise can be conveyed in a lot of ways. Coaching, writing, speaking, consulting, and so on. A consultant is someone who provides advisory help to improve someone's condition. And I want to tell you right here and now, for all of you listeners, that anybody right. who thinks they need a coaching certificate to coach, I want to sell them some swampland in Florida that has a lot of alligators in it. <laughs> Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show. Hey, everyone. While we have a little break, I just wanted to remind you that if you have any questions and you want to hear them answered on the show, shoot me a voicemail. Go to robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. That's Robert Kennedy, the number three forward slash voicemail. And I will play the voicemail on an upcoming episode and answer your question. Also, I wanted to share with you the Speak Right Now community. If you have an interest in speaking or writing, come hang out with me in the Speak Right Now community on Facebook for Mojovation, inspiration, and education. Go to HTTP. Well, you don't need the HTTP part. www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Speak Right Now community. That's www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Speak Right Now community. And now back to the show. So you're saying, I love what you said, generalize and thrive. But yep. a lot of advice that we're given is, oh, you've got to be specific. You've got to niche down. And the word maybe that the, the phrase that I hear a lot is you've got to choose a lane. It's wrong. It's damn wrong. You know why? Those people are not in the high speed lane. Wow. In the high occupancy lane, those people. Wow. Consequently, you don't need to choose a lane. What you need to do is choose a destination. You know, because mm. there's something called an airplane that gets you there fast in any lane you're in. You know, you can roller skate, ride a horse, take a car, or you can use an airplane. And people are full of these almost mindless aphorisms. You know, what you have to understand is that if you're here to improve the client condition, find the best way to do it. It might be by X, by Y, by Z, or by a combination. But a lot of speakers who you alluded to want to stand up on stage and get tens on smile sheets and get a standing ovation. I'm hired to provoke people. I'm not hired to be loved. I'm hired to make them uncomfortable because it's wow. the buyer I want to please. Wow, that's so good. So you you mentioned um, you know the the generalization here, but what is it? What's the difference between a six or seven figure business owner who generalizes and somebody who tries to generalize and is struggling? What, what makes the difference there? You have to have the confidence to understand that your expertise is a process. And that process can be applied across industries. In other words, decision-making or conflict resolution in the airline business is not different from the insurance business. Mm -hmm. They've got insurance experts and airline experts dropping off the rafters. What they need is somebody who's smart in the processes. This whole problem with the, with the Boeing uh, Max 737, uh, while it's a mechanical issue and a software issue, uh, the processes were poor. The processes for preparing people and pilots and so forth were poor. So... Uh, it's a question if you're interested in seven figures and, and large projects and retainers and so on, you have to be seen as someone who's of high trust to senior executives because your judgment and your processes are so good. That's the key. But once people start coming forth with their methodology, I have six steps to a sales process. I have seven steps to uncluttering a garage. Who the heck cares? Wow. So how does someone then iron, iron out or whittle down the processes or the expertise that they have that would be then valuable to a business? It's counterintuitive. It's a great question. 
A great question, Robert. I call it the Michelangelo phenomenon. And that is, if you've ever seen the David in Ferenz, even though you're prepared for it, the statue is breathtaking. I mean, it's just amazing. And when they asked Michelangelo, supposedly, how he carved it out of a discarded piece of marble, he says, I cut away everything that didn't look like the David. Didn't look like David. <laughs> now, maybe that's apocryphal, but it ought to be true, you know? And what we have to do is carve away everything that doesn't look like our career, not keep adding to it. And so you have to find out what you love doing, you're passionate about, and you're great at doing, and that's your career. And then you focus on that. I'm not saying you, you narrow it down, but you focus on that wherever it can be applied. But people keep adding things on. You know, somebody comes and says, uh, I run a nonprofit, and the nonprofit sells um, uh, woven baskets uh, to raise money for people who have dyslexia. And, but we can pay you 5000 to speak. All of a sudden, that person says, hey, I'm in the woven basket dyslexia business. You know, right. it's ridiculous. Wow. So you've given us a lot of great nuggets to think about here. And, and as you said, a lot of it is counterintuitive, different than the advice that most of us have been given. Right. So as you were coming up, as you were developing your business, if you can remember, what's the best piece of advice that you ever received as you built your business? The best piece of advice is be a peer of the buyer. Don't walk in with your hat in your hand as a supplicant. Uh, supplicant. Don't feel that you need to be approved of. Walk in as a peer. In other words, the buyer is evaluating whether you can help him or her, and you're evaluating whether you want to help him or her. And if you have that attitude, you'll form a partnership. If you come in, though, as, as in, uh, obsequiously and, and desperately trying to find business, you'll be seen as just another employee. Wow. Wow. Alan, where can people connect with you online to learn more about you, what you do, maybe even attend your conferences or events? Uh, if you go to alanweiss.com, you'll find hundreds of free videos, audios, textual materials, free, you know, please download them and take them. Uh, you'll also find all of my offerings there, which occur around the world. And uh, I'll be happy to, um, to help you if you have further questions, just to drop me a line. Ah, that was awesome. Mindset, confidence, persistence, knowing where you're headed. This is how you create a business that grows and lasts. As I said at the top of the show, this show was chock full of gold nuggets. So rewind, pause, take notes and share it with a friend. After you share, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I'm looking to see your name on the list. Yep, yep, it's the good list, not the naughty list, the list you want to be on, all right? So let's do it. Hop over to Apple Podcasts and leave your review. I hope you had fun, fun, fun today. I hope you learned something. But most of all, I hope you were compelled to jump out of your comfort zone and share your story. Hey, don't forget, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story, and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy III, and you've been listening to... The